Welcome back to Health in Motion. I am your host, Evie. If you are new here, then welcome. If you are not new and you've listened before, you know that we're going to start this episode out with breath work because I love breath work and it's super important. And we typically don't take enough time to do this for ourselves. So why not do this together as we listen to this episode? We're going to do boxed breath today. So boxed breath is also known as cadence breathing. Um, It's fairly common. It's very typical type of breath work that people start out with. We're going to start with five seconds. So the idea with boxed or cadence breathing is that you have the same amount of second inhale to hold to exhale. So you're going to start by inhaling for a certain amount of time through your nose. You're going to hold it for the same amount of seconds. You're then going to exhale through the nose and then you're gonna hold that again before taking your next inhale. So we'll start with five seconds. So it'll be a five second inhale, a five second hold, a five second exhale, and then five second hold again before we start that second round. And we'll do two rounds together. Okay, so let's go ahead with five seconds in. One, two, three, four, five. Hold for five. Exhale for five. Really start to feel that belly tense up. All right, now hold for five. All right, now inhale. One, two, three, four, five. Hold for five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one, and hold again. Again, that is box breathing. Feel free to keep doing that. If that's pretty easy, go up to six seconds. If that's easy, go to seven. It's really about where you're comfortable with, where you can get yourself to build, right? Some people actually need to start at four seconds and that's okay too. All right, again, if you are new, then you are going to hear that we're gonna review the health challenge from last week. Every week we ask the guest or myself, whoever is hosting the episode, to provide a health challenge for the week. It's just something either related to the topic that we talked about or something just in general that we can bring awareness to for our own health. Because again, we're this is health in motion. We are always changing. We are always evolving. So last week we had Farmer Andy on. That was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. So thanks for the feedback on that. If you have any questions for Farmer Andy, please reach out to him or reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with him. But the challenge that he provided was he did two. One was to have some sort of um, meatless day during the week. So he's personally vegan. So he said maybe start with like a meatless Monday or something like that. Um, And then the second challenge he did, he proposed was to look up farmers markets in your area. Um, He shared a lot about how he got started in farmers markets and why that's so important to him. So even though we're technically in the off season of farmers markets, you could still look it up and see, you know, where are those markets around me so that when they start becoming more of a weekly thing come May, you are going to be prepared for that. So in terms of the meatless stuff, I tend to try and do that twice a week anyways. Um, i I do eat meat. I It's been really helpful for me, my health. So I, it's not that I'm vegan or vegetarian or against that necessarily. It's just not necessarily the right thing for me. Um, but I do try and uh, reduce that as much as possible uh, while also still maintaining my health and how, what makes me feel good. So I did about I did two days of that last week um, and I replaced it with like protein shakes or, um, you know, plant based uh, protein. So 
not that difficult for me, but definitely something I have to think through since it's, you know, meat is a staple in my diet. So I'd love to hear how that went for you and if that's something that you already incorporate. And then in terms of looking for farmer's markets, if you listen to the episode, you know that he is my farmer. So I already know which farmer's market he's at and I frequent that. Um, He also shared that a lot of farmer's markets also do um, like an like every third Saturday of the month, they'll do a farmer's market in the winter, um, in the off season. So definitely check that out too. Even if they're not running every week for you where you are, they might be doing it every other week or every couple, every three week type of market. So that's something to check out as well. All right, let's get to this episode. I'm super excited for you to hear this one too. Today's guest is the owner of Midwest Red Light Therapy. He and I have chatted on Instagram about the amazing benefits of red light therapy, and I'm so excited to bring this conversation to the podcast. This is going to be a good one for anybody looking to get started with red light therapy and just having a bunch of questions as to where to get started, or for people who are interested in up-leveling their red light game, which is me, right? I've been doing it for a while, but I think it's time to look into some different modalities of red light. So let's go ahead and get to it. Please welcome Kyle. Hello. Hey, I'm super excited to have you on here and again, have this conversation for people to listen in because I know you and I have chatted for quite a bit now and talked about, you know, the cool things about Red Light and all the products that you offer. So it'll be awesome to have this on the podcast now. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. I Hopefully I can shed some light on some of the questions you have. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be great if you just started with talking a little bit about yourself and how Midwest Red Light came about and, you know, what it is that you hope to offer with this company and this brand for people? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I guess the short answer to that is I got into it just for my own needs. Um, but the long answer, which, which is kind of more fun for me to describe is just that, uh, you know, the job I, I did prior to, to this, I guess, was, uh, I, I worked in uh, Cincinnati, a little North of the city and was, designing, building, and programming uh, e-commerce websites. Well, it wasn't always e-commerce. It was because I had worked there for about 12 years. And the first half of that, we were just doing uh, a lot of animated stuff uh, using uh, Macromedia Flash, which I don't know if anybody remembers. But then the second half of those years, probably about five of them, I was making e-commerce websites. And uh, it was really fun. Um, It was kind of, it was before Amazon, obviously. And, um, a lot of people weren't, uh, they were just starting to get used to online shopping. So we were building these websites or I was for these medium size, uh, small size businesses. And, and these companies were doing really well. Um, they were selling products that I don't even know that were really great products. They were just, they were selling to people all across uh, the country and the world. And, you know, I was blown away by it and I loved it. And I was, I was, I was loving the whole process of, of, you know, handing over these, these websites to these customers. And, and a lot of them, it was their first venture into, uh, online sales. And so I was just, I said to myself, I have to do something for myself. I have to build my own cause I'm building, you know, multiple, uh, sites a week. So I was like, I need to build one for myself. I can test out the functionality. And, you know, at the time, it, you know, we're sitting around saying, well, what do we sell? And, you know, the, I was trying to solve a problem that was happening, I guess, in our little world. This is prior to me having kids and, um, well, my wife and I having kids <laughs> and, um, we were boating a lot. Um, uh, we were always down at Lake Cumberland and, and Lake Norris and Tennessee and Kentucky. 
And we were always on the boat under the sun, you know, in the water, sun reflecting off the water. And, you know, our friends and us were losing our very expensive sunglasses into the lake. And, you know, you'd see a friend lose a, you know, a couple hundred dollar pair of glasses or a hundred dollar pair of glasses, and they would just be super bummed out. So, you know, I, I came up with this idea of starting a sunglass company and okay. we we're going to brand them and make it really cool and, um, you know, make them very affordable. So I started out selling sunglasses and I, I literally, uh, it was back in 2010, about this time of year is in the fall and, uh, started selling them in, in, you know, within a month or two, I was selling, you know, to places in Florida and Texas. And it just blew me away. Like, who are these people buying this? How did they hear about it? And it just got me really fired up and it just took off. Uh, my friends spread it to their friends and then all kinds of people were buying them. And, uh, so within three years, I'd been at this job for 12 years within three years of this, uh, I had to quit my job. It was just too much. Uh, wow. I was, I was trying to ship out these orders in the morning and in the evening, and then I'm responding to all these customers. And, um, this is before Instagram. And uh, so I was on Facebook, which was new to me. I never did Facebook. We used to build things like Facebook. But I just, because we built them, I never really wanted to be on them. But that's a different story. Um, but yeah, so just, it took off. And so after three years, like I said, I quit my job. And everybody around me was kind of like, this is the wrong move. You know, you're giving up your career. Yeah. That safety net. Kind of, oh man. I, I remember, I'll never forget the conversations I had with people because everybody's like, I don't know that there was anybody that was like, this is a great idea. They thought it was real trendy, you know, for one, the e-commerce side and two, the style of glasses or just sunglasses in general. And I just knew I, I had such a confidence that I, you know, when I built this, that it, Anything I wanted to do, I could do. It was just a matter of committing and going forward with it. Uh, I just had a real confidence. And so, you know, I went home and started working. And at first, it was really awkward because I was like, uh, you know, by myself at home and I'm running around the house, like trying to accomplish way too much. And so I had to sit down with myself probably the second week. And uh, I'll never forget this, it's just life changing stuff. Uh, sit down and come up with a daily schedule. Like, how are we going to do today? And so I did. And it, it kind of settled me down, got me into a routine. But one of the things that I put on that routine was I'm going to spend an hour a day researching something that for no other reason, it's just interesting to me. Okay. And yeah, so it was weird. And that kind of gave me time to, you know, go to my own university, if you will. I, I started researching all kinds of stuff. I never, uh, I didn't grow up going to, to church or anything. So the first thing that, that really appealed to me was uh, philosophy. So I just started, and that was something in college I didn't get to take. I took one uh, class in it. And uh, I was just, uh, I was really into it. You know, I discovered Alan Watts. And, uh, and I, I'll never remember, I'll never forget running, you know, going on a run in the morning, listening to his lectures. It was probably the weirdest thing I could have listened to, but I was just fascinated because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, pushing my body physically and at the same time I'm extending my thoughts yeah. you know, mentally. And it was just, it was just a trip. Um, and then that led into learning more about, uh, you know, food, exercise. Uh, I could go on and on. Um, and, you know, I, one day I'll never forget it as well. A lot of these things I'll keep saying that, but it's just, it's, 
life-changing stuff that happens and i'm trying to identify that pinpoint it but a buddy of mine sent me a podcast of uh this guy that was um talking about how he gets in ice baths and how he he set all these world records and and it just blew me away and i'm like what is going on with this guy? He's in a great mood. He said he never gets sick. He's been able to run marathons in the in the desert without water. And it just really caught my attention. And his name was Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I started researching that and researching that. And it, it just led from one thing to the next. And then, you know, now I'm taking ice baths. And so I, I, but no one could explain how he was able to do what he does. You know, that was the first time I've heard of anybody purposely getting cold yeah. and then building some sort of resistance, you know, from that. So I was, you know, I was on Facebook and I'm reading a post about Wim Hof that he made. And somebody commented down there, um, you know, people were saying like, well, how's he able to do this? Why is he doing this? All this. And somebody just wrote Google Jack Cruz. Dr. Jack Cruz. So I was like, all right, well, I did. So I, and next thing you know, I'm in this world of learning about mitochondria, melatonin, and, you know, light, red, and blue, and all this stuff. And it just really struck with me. It really hit something. And I've always been, like I said, somebody who wants to be on the water and out under the sun and on the beach. But uh, I never really knew why or what benefits I was getting from that. I just thought it was for fun. And this doctor was able, he's a neurosurgeon. He was able to explain kind of what the sun does and the positive and benefit effects of that. And um, I'm almost done with this part of the story. <laughs> no, this and is then, awesome. I love, it. I love like kind of following along this journey. Cause for you, you probably didn't realize in the moment, like no, where no. this was leading you, but it's no, really no, cool it, to listen of like, oh my gosh, it started with just setting a schedule for himself. Oh yeah. It, it's absolutely mind blowing. And, uh, and hopefully this will all go full circle here toward yeah. the end of this podcast. But, um, you know, this, this all kind of paired up with me getting close to turn 40 and there was something subconscious in me. I, I can see it now, but at the time I didn't see it where I was trying to, I think, prove to myself that I was in the best shape of my life going into 40, which I don't know why that's needed. I would assume it's a midlife type thing. Uh, but either way, I was training, you know, running a lot, biking a lot, swimming a lot. And I was training for uh, a triathlon that was right when I was doing 40. So, you know, when you're pushing yourself at that age, recovery is huge. Like if you don't set time for recovery, you're just damaging yourself and you won't be able to go any farther. So in reading about all this light, I came upon, uh, you know, the ice and the red light being beneficial for recovery. So, you know, I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm doing the ice. That's pretty easy. You just fill your bathtub up with cold water and some ice. Uh, but the red light, it's like, those are expensive. And at the time, there wasn't many out there. So, um, you know, I, I did the first thing that everybody else would probably do when they're interested in buying something. You get on Amazon and you, uh, you, you try to find the cheapest version of it. And so I did. So I, I bought, uh, which is very similar to a, uh, a heat lamp that you would get from, uh, you know, one of the, the um, Lowe's Home Depot type stores. And those do have some red and near infrared frequencies in them, but they're very small. It uh, puts off a lot of heat, which is far infrared or near or uh, mid and far infrared. 
So I started using that and I, you know, I bought it in the winter. So it was just, I was using light therapy in the winter and I noticed immediately my mood was different. I noticed my energy levels were different. And even if it's placebo at this time, it was working and I was blown away by it. And at the time I had like 50 or 60 bucks into one little light. And then I just kept reading and reading and, you know, I would stay up late. I would print out these, these blog posts that this doctor would write. And I would listen to podcasts and my wife's like, you know, what's going on with you? And it's like, I don't know, but you know, there's something that's just pulling me toward this. I was over reading all this stuff. I was over researching, you know, way more than just somebody who just wanted to recover better for sports. I just had a real passion for it. And I had nobody to tell me other than my wife that you're, you're doing a little too much here. You know, you're reading too much. You're spending too much time on one area. Uh, cause I just kept pursuing it. And, uh, and next thing you know, you know, um, you know, I, I'm trying to buy one of these devices. So I'm saving my money up. You know, I had like a thousand bucks. It took me you know, almost a year to save that up because I didn't need this thing. It was just something I really wanted. And I kept reading and reading. And then I got, I read so much and talked to so many people in the industry that were taking apart these things and testing them. And, you know, I just, I got to a point in my knowledge where the current company is selling them. They, they didn't, they didn't have what I wanted. Uh, and I'll get into that, I guess, hopefully a little bit in this podcast, but they were, they weren't as uh, beneficial as I wanted them to be. Um, and I guess I'll allude to it. it. They had more EMF than I wanted to use and they had uh, a little more flicker and I'll, I'll talk about those more, but yeah. So I, I ended up because my job with the sunglasses, um, was dealing with manufacturers all the time. I was able to reach out to manufacturers and and I found one that's been making these red lights for a couple of years. And I said, here's exactly what I want. Um, are you able to make it? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, well, I need to test it. Um, um, I, I guess I skipped a part there because um, it's pretty important to mention. So I bought the heat lamp bulb, right? Used it, ended up buying another one used it. And I'm like, I still need more power. I have to sit in front of this thing for about, I did the math on it. Uh, you can calculate your, your dosage, if you will, of light. And it just wasn't power. I had to sit in front of it for close to an hour to get what I wanted. Oh, wow. And you know, okay. I have a lot of time. So I would listen to podcasts and sit there for 30 to 40 minutes. And it, it took a lot. It was a commitment. It was a job, if you will, but it was, it was showing benefits. And I got to the point where it's like, I just don't want to sit here that long anymore. Um, so I ended up buying on Amazon a handheld red and near infrared light. It was really bright. Uh, it was really powerful. And I was blown away by it. I was like, this thing's great. It was about 100 bucks, maybe 150 bucks, And you can still buy them there. And people will rave about them. Um, so I, I got it. I set it up. I'm using it. Uh, the way it works typically is your hand holding it. It comes with a long, almost power cord that plugs into the wall. It doesn't have a stand that you can buy one. And I'm using it on my lower back because uh, I had some pain there. And um, I'll never forget it as well because all of a sudden I just jumped up. It felt like I was shocked. I felt huh. like I had some sort of disc shock or something in my, my lower back in one of the discs. And uh, I jumped up and looked at the thing and I'm like, what the hell was that? So I ended up buying an EMF meter, which tests the electromagnetic frequencies uh, field, sorry, that come off that. Yeah. Uh, the electric and the magnetic field. And I noticed this thing was just off the charts. Wow. 
the distance you needed to have it to get the benefits uh, was in a range that was very dangerous for you. So, you know, I, I contacted the manufacturer and said, look, this isn't safe. You know, you're telling me to put it six inches or closer and the safest you should have it is about 18 inches. Wow. That's scary. So I essentially got shocked from this thing. Oh my God. So I mailed it back and I'm sitting there like, and that's, that's the part that I skipped over. So now I, I'm dealing with these manufacturers. They were able to make me uh, exactly what I wanted. And I, I remember going out to eat with my dad and my brother and saying, you know, I got this really crazy idea and I'm looking for people to help fund this. Um, I just don't have the money right now to venture into this. And I explained it to him and I said, you know, what do you guys think? And they're like, never heard of it. We're down. So I was like, <laughs> oh, great. This is perfect. That's so awesome. here I ordered these things. And then all of a sudden they're, they're sitting on my front, my front porch, you know, a month later. And that's where the challenge really started. Cause it's like, all right, you know, I know the benefits of this. No one else has heard of it. How do we sell these? You know, and, and they're 300 bucks each, you know, yeah. so it's, that that's kind of where the challenge started, and uh, but that's that's how I I got into it. It was something that I needed and wanted, and and knew the the benefit of, um, and thought that nobody else out there was doing it. Uh, what I thought in the right way, so I was gonna I was gonna solve that problem. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll pause there and let you. I'm sure you might have a question. Yeah. Well, I think it's. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought up the EMF exposure with these because a lot of people don't realize that that's important they will just buy them off of amazon or they'll buy them from you know whatever might be most affordable for them because i get it that you know it is an investment to buy something like this however that's something that's overlooked is that a lot of these aren't tested in that way or like you said the flicker so i think that would be really helpful to go into and i think actually starting with what is red light why what are the benefits of it because you've mentioned that you were using it for recovery mostly and then you had an injury in your back so you were using it there so what is a reason that someone would be, would be using red light and then you know you mentioned far infrared near infrared what's the difference between those two yeah that that's a great question um, mainly because that picks up right where we where i just left off um, so here i am with all these lights and uh and so what I, what I immediately did was I said, I'm going to talk to my friends and family. I'm going to explain to them what's going on. And so I, I remember like I, I had one of my good friends come over and kind of staged it as he was a customer, though he was just my friend and he knew it and I knew it. But he, he said that same question to me. So what is this? And, you know, I gave him this really long explanation of it. Uh, and then I started naming off all the things that I had read, all the studies that I had researched um, the things I'd used it for. And he immediately responded, just like a lot of other people responded is, uh, you know, this just, this doesn't sound right. It sounds too, it sounds like snake oil. You're, you're naming too many things that are, it's benefiting. Um, so I immediately had to somehow narrow that down because you can't show up and be like to somebody say, Hey, it's, you know, it's good for inflammation it's good for joint pain it's good for um good for oral health it's good for uh hormones it's good for muscle recovery it's good for you can't do that yeah it's, it just it's overwhelms gonna be, yeah people. it'll be overwhelming and at that point i think the you know people become skeptical of like wait how can this one how can red light really do that 
And everybody did. Yeah. yeah, everybody did. I My parents were that way uh, more so, I feel like, than most people. And, you know, some of my younger friends were more open to it. But at the same time, they didn't buy them because they're like, ah, you know, we haven't heard of this. No one's talking about it. You're na- you're making it sound ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here I would I would try to share some of these podcasts, some of these studies, some of the research papers, the experience with NASA using it. And and still what it was, was it was a lot of long winded kind of scientific nerdy people talking for a long amount of time. Like none of the podcasts were shortened into like a three minute clip of here's what it does. Yeah. It was always long winded stuff that using long, you know, big words. So people just wouldn't spend the time researching it. So, yeah, that's that was the challenge I had um, to back up a little bit. All it really is 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 uh, is using an aspect. Of photobiomodulation is the scientific term for it. It was called different things prior to that. Um, prior to that, it was called low-level laser therapy because prior to LED lights, which is what our lights are made out of now, they were using lasers. All right, uh, that's what um, NASA started using, and that's when I, that's where I started kind of researching. What was NASA using it for? They were using lasers to try to grow plants and in outer space, but they immediately started noticing that it was benefiting the astronauts. It was it was helping them recover. It was helping uh, from any sort of injury. It was helping them maintain muscle uh, in a zero gravity environment. So that was where I started, and that was the credibility I had. And then I started reading stories about it being good for other things, but. Over time, I was able to narrow down my speech to my friends and family to where I kind of I narrowed it down to the things that I thought most people would be after. Mm-hmm. All right. But going back to it, it's it's red near infrared light. Um, red is visible to our eye. When you shine it on you, that's what makes you in the room red. The near infrared is invisible to our eye. It's just outside of the red in the color spectrum, just like on the other side of the rainbow outside of blue is UV and UV is what, you know, gives us a suntan UVA and UVB is what gives us vitamin D. So we are, everybody knows that that side of the spectrum, that invisible aspect, like we can't see UV, that, that invisible aspect of that side of the blue spectrum has beneficial biological uh, impacts on us. You know, if without vitamin D, our world falls apart. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of learned that through COVID. Yeah. So on this side of the spectrum, the red side is this infrared and the visible red and the invisible near infrared both do similar things, though the near infrared penetrates farther into the body. Okay. And the lasers were very good at this. And now we've gotten these LEDs to be so powerful that they can do it as well. So for example, um, people are using the near infrared aspect of our lights to penetrate into their brain. They're using them for post-concussion, post-stroke, but they're also using them just for uh, to increase their um, focus, concentration, uh, almost like a nootropic would uh, in a pill that you would take. So the other thing people are using them for is to penetrate into their bones, to heal broken bones. Uh, very common aspect uh, of usage is for anything that ends in an itis which is an inflammation type thing. So tendonitis, arthritis, you know, all of that. The 
that's almost the low-hanging fruit in this one because everybody seems to have some sort of inflammation going on these days. Right. And to get into why is a whole different topic. But, right, right. Um, but really... these, lights, these lights are able to penetrate into your body um, and, and have a benefit on you. Uh, for example, the red is visible. That lands more on the surface and is great for collagen, for scars, cuts, burns, um, skin damage, uh, melasma, um, you know, all kinds of... We've had customers use them for uh, bug bites, poison ivy. Um, there's been all kinds of crazy surface things that you wouldn't think uh, when I got into this would be, you know, a great usage for these lights, but have been. Mm -hmm. Eczema, uh, psoriasis. I mean, there's just all kinds of surface things that you can use this light for. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think I'll just stop there because I could go on and on. Yeah, well, I was going to say that like the, the red light, I definitely love that aspect of it too. But I know that the near infrared is beneficial more of like the inside, the internal things. Um, but I end up using, I mean, I've been using red light for, I don't know, maybe two going on three years now. And yeah. I target different things. It's, I try not to be overwhelming when I do share that I'm using it. Cause like you said, it really does touch a lot of things. Like it, it's used for a lot of things, but what I primarily think of when I'm using it is, I know that this is penetrating my cells. This is going to the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cells. So this is kind of regenerated, like regeneration or regrowth. Um, and so I'm thinking of that in terms of my thyroid, right? I have Hashimoto's. And so my thyroid, you know, has gotten beat up over the years. And so I think of that cell tissue uh, or the tissue in my in my thyroid and how do I support that? So I've been using it on that, but then also superficially too, I'll get acne marks or pigmentation from different breakouts that I'll get. And so I feel like that light helps my skin heal a little bit better and quicker. And I know that a lot of like dermatologists and people um, like estheticians are using red light now as part of their services. I don't necessarily think it's near infrared, but they do have red light services that after a facial, you can sit under the red light. And so they're actually using it in that aspect too, which again, is just bringing more awareness to what this light can do. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's the, what's crazy is there's so many other things that you, you're benefiting from, from that. Yeah. Um, that I didn't know necessarily getting into it. Uh, like it's, it's changing the way that your, your blood flows through your body. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in the process of, you know, energizing or allowing your mitochondria, like you were talking, the mitochondria is the, the organelle in each one of our cells that creates the energy for that cell. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the places in our body that have the most mitochondria, are our brain, our eyes, and our heart. So those are essentially our most important parts of our body. So they need to have the most energy created. So, and you've heard that the, you know, the brain, you know, makes up the least, you know, makes up 2% of your body weight, but uses 20% of your energy. I mean, you've heard that. Yeah. Everybody's heard that. And the reason why is that we're, it's just so important. Um, you know, we're, we're such, such a demand. So, those parts of your body are going to benefit the most from this light because what it does is it allows uh, the mitochondria to be optimal in creating this energy. Um, for example, if you were to have like a, say a, an injured knee from an old sports, sports injury, 
The reason that it never healed properly is because those mitochondria have become dysfunctional. Uh, so by bringing back the power, the, the energy-making ability in those cells, and sometimes that can take a long time. I mean, if, if you did this 15, 20 years ago, it's going to take longer than if you did it 20 minutes ago. Yeah. But either way, it's the same process by bringing back those, the ability to, to make the energy in that area. Our muscles um, create uh, or have a lot of mitochondria in it. So that's going to be very beneficial to use pre and post workout, right? Um, so it, yes, the mitochondria is extremely important. And uh, what in the process of energizing or allowing the mitochondria to be more efficient, it's releasing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide tends to bind with the last phase of the. Uh, the way, and I don't want to get too technical into it because it doesn't really matter, but the process is still the same in that it, you release nitric oxide into your blood. The same um, chemical that's released when you breathe through your nose. Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard that nasal breathing is really good for you. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people these days are taping their mouth shut at night yep. so they can have this nitric oxide. What it does is it, it vasodilates or just dilates your blood vessels to allow your blood to move through easier. If your your blood carries all the oxygen, all the nutrients, and then carries away your waste. So the easier that blood can move, the healthier you're going to be. So, you know, in the process of getting more energy, you're actually changing the way the blood flows through you. Yeah. And and repairs things. So it's you're doing all these different things when when you could just be there trying to heal a scar on your skin or trying to get rid of a sunspot. Yeah. So that's, I always try to remind people without saying that long spiel to people that there's a ton of systemic benefits when you're just standing in front of it yeah. for, you know, 10, five or 10 minutes a day yeah. that you'll never even understand, but they're so beneficial. It, it, and it blows my mind. And I, you know, I drink a beer or two with friends and, and get caught up going on and on about this stuff. And it, it's just because I'm so passionate about it. I'm blown away by it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I have to at this point tie in that these frequencies that we're using in these lights, they come from the sun. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, people 100 years ago didn't need this, maybe even 50 years ago because they're outside all day. Um, the time of day that these frequencies are most prevalent is right at sunrise. So what I've done now that I know this is I view the sunrise. Like I wake up and I go outside and I look at the sunrise. I, and I don't want to get into like how I do it, but it's the same benefits. Um, so, so fast forward to like, uh, why do I need to sell them then? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, well, cause you can't, you can't penetrate it into, your body like you're concentrating this beam. And even if you could, even if you had the perfect spot, you're on the beach, you're not naked. You know, you're yeah. There's not many beaches you can go to that are naked, at right. least around here. Right. And in the Midwest, you know, some of these mornings you go outside and the sun's just not present. Right. You know? It's not strong enough, um, especially this time of year. It's getting weaker and weaker. So it is. And we we call it gray Ohio. I yeah. mean, it, we just get this gray cover in Ohio. And uh, you're still getting benefits from going outside. And I still do. But it's not these photobiomodulation or red light therapy benefits. It's more of a circadian rhythm benefit, which is 
arguably just as important. Right, right. So, so these lights are just perfect for people that live where we live or people that have to wake up and go straight to work, you know. They're not able to stand out there for 20, 30 minutes. So would you, so that's a good question is, is there a better time to be using red light therapy? Like, should you do it morning and night or morning or like, is there an ideal time you mentioned before and after workout, but does it, I mean, does it really matter? Like, can you use it before bed and go to bed or would that maybe stimulate you to stay awake or waken you a little bit? So that's, that's a great question. And that's one of the top five questions that everybody asks is, what am I supposed to use this thing? Uh, I always try to encourage people to use it in the morning. Okay. But if, you know, if their schedule does it, cause that's when, like I said, red and near infrared light is most prominent in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, it doesn't always work with people's schedules. So my second go-to is just anytime the sun is in the sky, okay. you're safe to use this light. Um, now I have to mention, uh, some people do use it in the evening and, um, they say those people will say that, you know, it it really helps them sleep. It helps them relax. And that's great. Um, but the rule to circadian rhythm is all light in the evening can stimulate you. Uh, And in that stimulation, what it does is it raises your cortisol. Mm -hmm. Now the main frequencies of light that do that is blue or that side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but any light that is really bright in your eyes can stimulate you. Right. Um, and what that would do is it raises cortisol, which is the antagonist to melatonin. Melatonin is, everybody kind of thinks is this pill that you take that helps you sleep better, but it's, it's way more than that. It's something that our body naturally makes mm-hmm. and it, it makes it in the morning uh, our lights help that process. Watching the sunrise helps that process. Sunrise helps that process. And then it starts releasing in the evening. Mm-hmm. From what I've read, the way it's supposed to work is it takes about three hours from when the sun, when, when the sun goes down to when it starts releasing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're exposed to really bright light, specifically in the blue wavelengths, um, that will slow or stop the release of this or limit the release of this melatonin. Yeah. And now melatonin is really important because it, it's, uh, it's essentially what stops us from continuing to grow cancer cells. Right. It, it's our number one antioxidant. So if your melatonin is, is on, like mine is, like my eyes just start water and, and I can't stay awake, you know, after say 1030. Yeah. Like it's just, it hits me every night because my circadian rhythms is so dialed in. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so getting back to your question, you want to use it when the, the sun is in the sky, preferably toward the morning. And I tell people that are dealing with any sort of pain, uh, recent injury or, or surgery, you can use it twice a day. Um, but typically once a day is, is plenty. Okay. Um, How long do you and- recommend people sit in front of it? Yep. And that's my second uh, most popular question, if not the most popular one. And so all of my lights that I sell come with general use instructions. And there's two typical types of usages for these lights. And there's specific instructions for both. Uh, You know, for example, one usage would be for superficial issues, which would be anything from, you know, collagen uh, for your skin to burns, cuts, uh, scars, melasma, uh, sun damage, stuff like that. Uh, and you're going to be a little farther from the light mm-hmm. as you're, you don't need to be as close to it, um, for skin. It's actually better for you. 
facial treatments, you don't need to be as close. You want, because your skin's more delicate yeah. in your face than it is on, say, your back or your, anywhere else. So you're going to be farther away. Now, if we're trying to, to treat, say, a brain issue or damage or a knee or a lower back, then we're going to get closer to it. We're going to use it for a longer amount of time. So I, I can't really tell you exactly because it all matters uh, what you're treating. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I have to mention is a lot of people think the use, the instructions that they would get from manufacturer A or company A would be the same time frame and distance of another company. And all these lights are different. Okay. Um, they're different in their strength. Um, they're different in their LEDs. They're, it's just different. So you can't, uh, I get a lot of people that don't own our light devices asking how long they should use their light. And so my first question is, well, what light do you have? Yeah. Because even the three lights I have have different instructions for me because they're different lights. They're different power. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense to do that. You don't want to have a, um, a generalized statement for something when people are using them for different reasons and different uh, distances. There was one question that came in a few times because I asked, you know, people on Instagram, what questions do you have about this? One of them was um, for testicular health because there was, a, I think, a Men's Health magazine article that came out not that long ago that was kind of, you know, bringing awareness to this can be really beneficial for raising testosterone, uh, increasing testicular health. So how long would someone, I mean, I guess I know you can't give specifics, but in general, why would... Why would this be beneficial to that? I know you did mention some hormone um, support in this and some hormone benefits, but what what degree does that does red light have in that process? Yeah, and the article you're referring to was from uh, Ben Greenfield. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, he was the one that did it, and then he had a real you know catchy slogan at the front. You know, I put red light on my whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it just got a lot of attention, which is great. It is, that's yeah. What, you know, that's what we need to, to share that this, because a lot of people are struggling. Low testosterone amongst older males or, or just males in general uh, is is skyrocketing. I right think, now, yeah, I mean, crazy. it's starting in the 30s. People in their 30s have really low testosterone. And we, I mean, that's a whole yes. other episode as to why that's happening. But yeah. for red light, how does that necessarily, how can that benefit somebody with their uh, testicular health and testosterone yes. levels? Yeah. And I'm not a doctor, but the, you know, what I have learned, um, through, like I said, some of these original blog posts and, um, podcasts from Jack Cruz is we have photoreceptors, photo meaning light receptors all over our body. I mean, we, and that's what, you know, people are like, I can't see why blue light would make a difference in my eyes versus red. It's just the color. But if you really break it down, it's a, it's a wavelength and the wave sizes are different. So it's, it's just information to us, but it's actually, um, like, let me get off track here. Um, yes, we have photoreceptors in our private areas, mm -hmm. which is really unique to, for a lot of people to hear. Um, and it's really weird because we walk around with clothes covering our private parts, right. you know, everywhere on beaches and stuff. But why would we have photoreceptors, light receptors in our private areas? It, you know, only if we were to maybe receive light there yeah, and it would tell us things and it, it give us information. So I don't know. Uh, the article you're referring to, yes, Ben Greenfield did show that he, uh, you know, that he had increased libido, increased energy, you know, uh, 
all kinds of things that have benefits from your testosterone being higher. They've since done other uh, studies, not him, but other people have done studies that have shown that the increase of testosterone when using uh, photobiomodulation in your private areas for guys is like anywhere from 100 to 300 times increase. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's extremely effective. Wow. Um, But I have to stop right there and say that you got to be doing it right. Okay. If you're using a one of those original red heat lamps like I was talking about, you can damage yourself. And the reason why is because it produces uh, mid and far infrared as well. So, and then if you're getting too close to it, you can damage those. That it's a delicate area. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can damage it with light if you're using the wrong light. Now, the lights we sell, you can stand naked in front of. Okay. Now, obviously, we have set amounts of times that you can use them for. You can't stand there or fall asleep under it for hours and think that it's going to benefit you. There's like kind of a law of diminishing returns to where there's no returns. It starts to peak and then it starts to drop off to where you're you're once again receiving no returns. Okay. The short returns. So, yeah, it's important to use the right amount of time. But yes, absolutely, uh, you can do it. The other, the study uh, also showed that women uh, ended up balancing their estrogen and progesterone um, hormones better when using it um, on their private areas as well. That's really so interesting. Yeah, and and it's not hard to understand that once you read some of these studies mm-hmm. that it kind of light balances us out if we use it properly. Yeah. Um, I always tell clients that's what's what's weird with our modern world is everybody's sitting inside thinking, well, what's the right pill do I take to balance this out? And it's like, no, you're supposed to be outside. You're supposed to be active. You're supposed to get the sun on you. Mm -hmm. And that's what's supposed to happen. That's how it's always happened. Yep. So, you know, people taking vitamin D pills, it's like, well, is that the right thing to be doing? Mm -hmm. Well, I live in Canada or I live in Ohio. It's like, well, maybe we learn more about how vitamin D works, you know, how it's stored in your fat, Mm -hmm. how if you build the proper stores up, then it's, you know, it's going to work out better for you rather than just taking a pill. There's no shortcuts, I think, in health. And that's one thing that I've learned. Um, There's things that can supplement it here and there, but you know, you have to you have to learn more about how the body works and then go more of a natural route. Yeah. I, hopefully that's the message that people get. Yeah, I think I definitely think so. I think given how you got to the point where you started this, right, it started with you just being interested in learning more and then it led to this. And I think hopefully people who listen to this also have an interest in health to some capacity in some degree. And so they're already thinking of ways to improve their health. And again, this is just building the awareness of this is another modality to building your health, but it's so important. And I think it's often overlooked. I, I always tell clients, like, think back to like, you know, before we got so advanced with technology, right? The sun came up, that's when the day started. And when the sun went down, the day was pretty much over. You didn't have big, big bright lights keeping you awake. You didn't have the party going, you know, with Netflix and your screens and your tablets and your phones. You had fire that was lighting your house and you had candles and, you know, everyone was by the fireplace. And that's really what we're trying to emulate here is let's live in that cycle. And yeah, it's going to be a shorter day in the winter, but that's just how it was. And so winter might be 
a season where you have more rest and you have more, you know, uh, shorter days and you're sleeping more and you're not doing as many things. But that might that's just how it was. You were living very seasonally and we've gotten very far away from that with, you know, technology is amazing, but it also has taken us so far from, I think, how we were supposed to be living. And we're we're definitely feeling the repercussions of that. But we don't even know that that's why we feel sick and why we feel depressed and why we are overweight and why we can't lose weight and why our hormones are messed up. It's We've gotten so far from what we're supposed to be doing as humans. And it's these conversations that hopefully will bring that awareness and at least spark that curiosity of, well, what can I be doing differently? Or what can I do to you know, better improve my health because we do have a lot more control than we think over this. Yeah, that's well put. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, uh, to add to that, um, the thing that I learned in, in all the, the research and stuff that it blew me away, I think, was that, you know, light is a huge aspect to our health. Yeah. And I, I never knew that. I mean, I always, I guess in the, in my heart, I, I knew I liked being under the sun. And, uh, you know, I liked sleeping in a dark room, but I never really could identify that. And then to learn some of the science behind that, yeah, it's just, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So with that said, the thing that's changed, and I, I have, to, I've mentioned this to a lot of people, because I don't think people are aware of this, is uh, the thing that's changed in the last 10 years or less is everything has gone to LED. Okay. So, and everybody's racing around to, uh, we're going to swap out all of our lights to LED because they, they they're very energy efficient. And I know they're energy efficient because I've seen people do actual energy tests where they, they take a lamp, uh, they put an incandescent bulb in it, and then you can measure the amount of energy that it's using. And then they put in you know a, a fluorescent bulb, and then they put in one of the new LED bulbs. And the LED uses no power. Okay like none, like absolutely none. It's a small fraction. And that's why everybody, that's why the power company was racing, which is kind of weird, racing to give everybody these bulbs. Mm -hmm. They're just so energy efficient. They don't, you can leave your light on all day and it would be less energy used than if you used an incandescent light bulb for like an hour. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's mind blowing how energy, but the reason they're energy efficient is because they're missing the, the half of the spectrum that creates red and near infrared light okay so an incandescent bulb uh you know you've had them you grew up with them Mm -hmm. you put your hand by it and it's hot yeah yep you put your hand on an led light you can literally untwist it while it's on yeah and that's because it's creating no infrared heat now that infrared heat's unseen to our eye that's what i was saying with our light yeah but it has a huge repairing mechanism built into it so we're not getting that repair. We're just getting the stimulus. So like I said, uh, in the sun, all of the, uh, 42% of the light in the sun is infrared light. All right. So that's built into the sun. Now the blue peaks different times throughout the day. You know, it, it pops up in the morning and then it increases towards solar noon. And that's when most, I mean, the sky is bright blue, you know, mm-hmm. the sun's directly over you. That's when you you get sunburnt extremely quick, mm-hmm. um, but that's when blue is peaking. The point of blue peaking is to keep us awake. Um, that's why, uh, but yeah, it's, it's to keep our cortisol high, so it keeps us awake. Now, it's paired naturally with this infrared 
to repair us while it's giving us the damage. <laughs> Amazing. So going back to the LED lights, we're putting out a spectrum that's not paired with the, the healing frequencies in it. So we're essentially just causing damage, right? Mm -hmm. Now, shoot over to what's in our hands all the time or in our pocket. It's an LED phone that doesn't get hot. Have you noticed that? Yep. I mean, you're using your phone all day. It barely ever gets any heat. Yep. It, so it's prominently uh, blue light. Now, that blue light, that frequency that's put out is typically like 5,500, 6,500 Kelvin, which is solar noon. So there we go. Now we're looking at our phone laying in bed right before bed. It's telling our body, it's sending us that uh, those wavelengths that give us information that tell us it's noon. Yeah. So then people are falling asleep because they're tired, but they're not releasing the melatonin in their proper deal, which then leads to, you know, when we sleep, we repair and, uh, and get rid of cells, mm -hmm. um, repair and uh, replace, sorry, cells that are damaged. Mm -hmm. that have received too much damage and you know you get rid of them or you fix them now if you're not repairing and replacing then you're carrying on with the damage from the day before and that leads to the to all kinds of dis-ease you know yeah. so it's so the lights have this huge impact on us and nobody knows about it it's just kind of slipped in on us with these led lights uh i could go on about compact fluorescent and we can almost say that they're worse you know, they, they contain mercury, mm -hmm. and mercury is just extremely toxic mm -hmm. to us, uh, specifically our brain. But, yeah, so our lights have changed, yeah. and and that's been a huge change on us. Uh, in my house, trying to give some helpful tips here, that was one of my goals today, Yeah. Um, is I use halogen lights and incandescent lights. I also use the red LED lights that I sell. Mm -hmm. Our red LED lights don't have the flicker in them, um, which, which kind of, um, I guess I could get into later, but I'm using red, I'm adding it back in. Um, I'm taking time out of the day to stand in front of my red and near infrared light. Uh, so there's, there's different ways that we can balance out the damage mm -hmm. rather than just not being exposed to it. Cause everywhere we go, these led lights are at it. You know, you're in the grocery store, you're in the the school, the gymnasium, you're, I mean, they're everywhere and they're really powerful. Right. Um, but they're causing damage to our mitochondria, uh, specifically our eyes. I mean, the eye problems that are happening these days are, are off the charts. Right. I mean, we've got, we've got young kids that are wearing glasses at a, an alarming rate and, uh, nobody's educating any of them about, you know, you can't stare at that light. You know, you, you have to balance it out. So there's things you can do. You can add back in the red by using light bulbs. You can stand in front of this panel mm -hmm. or even just have it on in your room. Uh, you can use screen filters. Mm -hmm. For example, I use, um, I have an iPhone, I don't know, it's 11, I think. And on my Instagram, uh, I can't remember what they're called, the highlighted story mm -hmm. on my profile page. Uh, it shows you how to make your screen all red at night. Okay. Uh, so I just literally hit this button three times, my whole screen turns red, and then I can use my phone outside of the, you know, right before bed to check email or this morning before the sun comes up. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I, I sell and use, uh, I started out obviously using them um, for myself and family. I use blue blocking glasses. Yep. They're right behind you. I, I was hoping we'd get to that. I wanted you to talk yeah. about them. 
Oh yeah. And because I, you know, I started out with my sunglass company, I've had all, all these manufacturers that are now making these mm -hmm. because there's a, a need for them. And I don't think people understand how important that need is. Um, you have to be careful of the light that enters your eye because a lot of the times you don't have control over it. When you're in your house, yeah, you can control your lighting environment if you're knowledgeable enough to know that. But if you're somewhere else, you got to protect it. Um, we're going on a flight this Friday and you know I'm going to be wearing blue blocking glasses on the flight. Yep. So I sell different degrees. I sell uh, clear ones that you can wear in the grocery store and not look weird because mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people are concerned to that. I've got yellow ones that block even more light, blue, high energy light. And then I sell orange glasses and then I sell red. The orange and red are typically the evening glasses. Yeah. I wear them personally in the evening. Uh, it's weird now because the sun sets at like 530. I but I usually put them on about 7. 6.37 yeah. and then wear them until I go to sleep. That's when I and wear mine morning, too. Yeah. And then in the morning I, I get up before the sun rises. I wear them until the sun rises when it does pop up on the horizon. I take them off, go outside for five to 20 minutes, get that stimulus in my eye to set my circadian rhythm. And it, it sounds goofy and weird to people that haven't heard it, but those basic steps that I just named will save your eyes. They'll, they'll save your, they'll allow your body to repair itself when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. It'll allow you to keep your energy levels higher. Uh, and I know this, I mean, I've, I've tested this. I have an aura ring mm -hmm. that sleeps, uh, sleep tracks me, tells me how much sleep I got in different phases. It tells me my heart rate and all this stuff. So I've, I know what's going on pretty well with my body. Um, and I'm able to test things on it. And the easiest things to do if you can't afford one of these red light panels um, is to just wear blue light blocking glasses and and then add a couple of these red light bulbs. I also sell string lights that add coolness to it. Yeah. Um, so in my kids' bedrooms, we have those hanging up on around the, the ceiling. Um, we've got little uh, fake remotes that you can buy on Amazon that you just press a button and then it turns those on and off. Uh, but I also have them on timers uh, throughout the house to where they just come on at sunset and they go off at bedtime. Okay. So the kids know when those red lights are off, they should be asleep. You know. Okay. So you would recommend the red lights or having the red light bulbs more in the evening time? I do it all day. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I use it two ways. Uh, I use them throughout the day. Like in the room I'm in right now, I'm not able to have a window open. Mm hmm which I could get into the benefits of that. Just cracking a window is absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the, it's another one of those things that falls into the category of like, that sounds too weird to have any benefits. So I don't believe it, but just cracking a window in your car or in your house allows in a lot of light mm -hmm. that it's just unbelievable. But uh, so yeah, I'm in a room right now with unable to open any windows. So yes, I have red lights on along with other lights. Uh, that are just normal daytime halogen lights. Mm -hmm. People would consider them white. Um, yeah, and uh, in our bathroom, we have three lights at the top, just like most people do, a series of lights. We'll have one white and then two red in there. Oh, okay. Uh, but as it gets into the evening, I'll just twist that, uh, give it a quarter turn on the middle one, and it turns off the white light. So we're all red in the bathroom. The kids' rooms only are red, you know, and this is all usually an hour before bed. Okay. We do that. We do, we go all red and, uh, 
it was really weird trying to get everybody on board <laughs> at first because mm-hmm. my wife's like, I don't like it. You know, this is, <laughs> I just don't like it. I can't see anything. And it's like, well, you'll get used to it. Yeah. And she does. Now I'll come home, you know, go out with my friends, come home and the whole house is red. So she's, she's adopted it and she knows the benefit of it. Um, I think she, she's able to see the benefit because our kids aren't struggling with anxiety. Our kids don't need glasses. No one's overweight. You yeah. know, it's, there's the moods. I got a daughter that's 14 going through puberty. So we know how difficult that can be for her and for us mm-hmm. and everyone in the house. But she's she's really good at balance. So we're doing things that, that have a huge impact yeah. all across the board. And a lot of it's just light-based. Yeah. Um, one of the rules I have for the kids, and they don't even fight about it anymore, is, and they do it when they stay at their friend's house, is when you wake up before you do anything, you walk outside. Yep. And I don't care if you're out there for one minute or 10, but you go outside. And it just sets their clock. I mean, it, our whole body is filled with these clocks, and they all start with the master clock that is directly behind our eyes. Exactly. Yep. And... You know, talking about that weirds people out too, but it's, you know, that's why people tend to use the bathroom at the same time every day. That's why, you know, digestion, if you eat a late meal is really off. I mean, it's, we, we're set to do things in a rhythm throughout the day and it all starts with light when you wake up. And that's why people waking up in the middle of the night and checking their phone without any sort of filter or glasses or anything is just devastating. Um, So we see that with a lot of people uh, and their kids. And it's just, it's it's awkward to me because I just want to stand up and be like, just shout it out. (laughs) You have to control their light environment. But I can't because I'm not their parent and they're not asking me. So I just bite my tongue a little bit. But, you know, learning this stuff just makes me want to share it. So now I have this company that, I'm in the third year and people are telling me their success stories Mm -hmm. and it just, it makes me wake up in the morning just so stoked. You know, I'm just so happy to hear people kind of getting their health back. And it's not because they switched to all all organic food or it's not because they cut out meat or it's not because now they got off their lazy butt and started running because that's not what it's about. It, you have to get your light environment first mm-hmm. and then you can start working on those other things. And honestly, I think the light environment might be the easiest. I think um, so. It might not be the funnest because everybody's addicted to blue light. Like blue light is meant to stimulate us. It's meant, that's why when you go into a grocery store, that's why they have it really bright. I mean, it's it's not by accident. It's not so you can read the price tag. Right, it's by design. It, yeah, if if you went in there and it was all red and orange lights, you would not be stimulated to make a, a spontaneous purchase. Right. You would be like, "Yeah, I don't know that I need it. I'm kind of tired. I'm going home." Yeah. You know? So it's and the lights on our phones are meant to do that. I mean, it's the purpose of all the social medias is to get you to stay on it longer. Yep. I mean, it's you know, it's not a secret. I think all these secrets that you know are now starting to be exposed, um, but. Yeah, it's just it starts with light. Uh, it's the first step to your health, and uh, you know I couldn't be more excited to try to explain this to people. I, I still struggle because, like we said at the beginning of this conversation, there's just so many benefits. Right, right. 
that I don't want to overwhelm people, but it's, I try to find out what I think that person would most benefit from. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I have to mention is appetite, you know, has a lot to do with your life. Yep. Absolutely. But nobody knows that. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's one that people don't quite, they can't make the connection. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, and I noticed that firsthand, uh, I started wearing these blue blockers in the evening and I used to always be hungry for kind of a, a pre-bed snack. I would go to bed at say 1030 around 839. I would be kind of hungry. Yeah. You know, it's three or four hours from dinner. We usually eat at five or six. So it's, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. And I started wearing these glasses and I just wasn't hungry anymore. Yep. So I made that connection personally. I tell that to people and they're just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I believe that. No, I, I, I see this a lot with my clients. One of the, when I write protocols for clients, a lot of them come to me for hormonal things or their thyroid or weight management, weight loss, whatever it might be. Yes. And one of the first things that we do in the first couple of weeks of working together is routines around light. It's get your sunrise walk. It's get your blue light blocking glasses um, on when the sun goes down. You know, I am pointing them to your direction and like, check out these glasses. You can get these. Or if you want to just go for a panel, get a panel. We'll do that because it really is foundational to our health. And so I think this conversation is very helpful for people to, again, this is building awareness of gosh, there's a whole, there's a whole world of light that I can explore when I'm ready. Cause you know, it can be overwhelming to some people at first, but there was a lot of information that you shared that is going to spark an interest for sure in people because there are so many benefits and you could really just start with getting string lights. If you don't want to buy a full panel, start with getting the glasses. I mean, I'm looking at the glasses behind Kyle and he's got some really cool trendy looking ones. I actually probably need to get a pair. They'd be awesome. Like Christmas gifts. I'm even thinking. Um, and I'm actually really excited because I'm my, in my future plans, I'm going to get one of your panels for my office so that when clients come in, they can actually use this and have a session with red light when they come in to see me. I think that'll be beneficial for them too. So again, there's so many ways that we can do this. And I'm really glad that we have someone who is local. I think that makes it even cooler for me is that you're here in Cincinnati. Uh, Cause a lot of these big companies, you know, it's just like, Oh, here's, you know, I'm spending money on another big company. They probably don't even need my business at this point. And to have someone right. local who cares so much, who's living it. Uh, Cause you share on your social media that you do the sunrise, you do the cold plunges, you have the, the glasses on. That's really nice to see as a real person utilizing what they're advertising and what they're marketing, uh, it makes it much more real and it's much more of an investment for people at that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I get the question a lot, you know, what, what separates you from competitor X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, that question used to frustrate me at first cause I, you know, my instinct was to say, well, what are the technical differences yeah. in that? And, uh, and now I, I, I know the answer. And the answer is, is yeah, obviously the flicker is something, you know, that that's not in our lights is in a lot of the competitors. The EMF is something that I've monitored and has deemed safe for me, my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, it's I'm a one man show and I intend to keep it that way. If I was to ever, you know, shell out any of the responsibilities, I would like to have people, um, take care of the order fulfillment because uh, that that can get a little overwhelming and then it just pulls me away from doing other things. Sure. But with what, what I can do is somebody can contact me directly 
and say, hey, you know, how can I use this light mm -hmm. to help me and help my kids? And and I can explain all this to them on the phone. Yep. And being able to do that just gives me a lot of uh, pride. It, it, it makes me feel great. Like that's why I want to do this is I want to help people. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the money. I, I know if you're passionate about what you do, money comes to you. And I've kind of built a lifestyle that doesn't require, uh, you know, endless amounts of money yeah. because I, I just don't care. You know, things to me that, that matter is health and love and, and, you know, my kids and, and inspiring people. Mm -hmm. it, but being able to talk to me and answer those questions or answer their questions is a huge value. And I know this because I've contacted these other companies and you get someone who, one, you're not sure if they're even using the light. Right. They haven't read all the studies or, or not. I, there's no way for me to read all the studies. There's like 5,000 um, peer-reviewed studies. But I've read a ton of them, and I can send them links immediately to things that could help them. So that that's what they're getting. Uh, you're not, you might not get the, the lowest price ever because I'm not a Walmart. I can't buy you know a ton and then make a small profit on each. Yeah. Uh, I can only invest in what I have money to buy. Right. So... But you're getting a quality product and you're getting somebody like me that you can sit down and talk to. Exactly. And that's what that's so valuable. When I got into this, like I said, I wasn't able to contact people directly. Uh, I did a lot of the research myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm happy to be able to answer that. Yeah, um, I think it's great. Questions for people. Yeah, it sets, sets you apart and it helps people feel like they're getting more of a personalized experience. So sure. Yeah. Sure. And it is healthcare related. So it's, I mean, what healthcare products are you buying that you're not asking any doctor about? Right. Uh, exactly. Hopefully not many, unless you're, you've done a lot of research, but right. uh, the other thing I wanted to mention um, is just that I do have a lot of products that are very entry level uh, esque, great holiday gift type things. Like I sell nightlights. I sell, I tell, I sell a ton of red nightlights. Okay. Uh, they're, they're awesome. They plug right into the wall and they have a sensor that when light in the room is present, they turn off. So they come on in the evening and they turn off in the morning and I have them all throughout our house. Okay. We have them in our camper. I give them out to friends and stuff. And I have to bring this up because, um, when my son, who's now nine, when he was younger, he always struggled to sleep. He would, he would go to sleep fine, but he'd wake up in the middle of the night and then we would be awake with him trying to settle him down. Uh, numerous times and it, it beat us up. I mean, it wore us out. And I never, this was before I really read into a lot of it. Um, but I, I got the general grasp of it. He had a, I had lava lamps in both kids' room and I would use those as nightlights. Okay. His turned out to be blue. Uh, my daughter's was green. She slept fine. Never had a real problem with it. His was blue. And, you know, I, I ended up replacing that, though he loved it and it made him feel comfortable with a red light and we never had the sleeping wake up problem again. I know that sounds really weird, but I just want to say that for moms out there, parents out there that are struggling mm -hmm. with their kid to sleep, look inside the room. What color light are we illuminating? Yeah. Uh, we switched to red and it changed. So I, from there on, uh, red doesn't, um, it doesn't affect your circadian rhythm like a blue does mm -hmm. or even a green. And that's why our glasses block blue. So if you wake up and you need to use the bathroom or your kid wakes up and needs to be able to see the perimeter of the room to feel safe, make sure it's illuminated with red. 
And if you don't buy them from me, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. But just know that, yeah. that red is what we're supposed to. I mean, that's why the submarines, that's why the, you know, everything goes red in the evening. And it's because it doesn't disrupt our melatonin, our, our number one antioxidant. Yeah, I love that. So you have the night light, you have string lights, you have yep. light bulbs, glasses. Yeah, and then I've gotten into some other fun light bulbs. Uh, I sell these uh, LED flame bulbs that are orange so they don't have any blue um but they're orange and they they mimic i wish i had one well, i guess i'm not on video to show but uh, on my instagram you can see them in action they mimic fire and it's a super safe way to have what looks like a fire or a torch burning and i have a front room it's kind of my office um, a lot of plants in it. And in the evening, I have two or three of those bulbs just going. So it looks like there's fire going in this room. It's real relaxing and soothing. Uh, people will put them on their nightstands mm-hmm. um, as kind of a, a reading lamp type thing. But it's just, uh, it's real soothing. And then I introduced this spring, mainly because I like them myself and, uh, and just want other people to, to experience them is uh, the same type of fake fire tiki lamp, but they go in the backyard or the front yard. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they're, they're little tiki lamps, uh, you know, a couple feet off the ground that when the sun goes down, they just immediately come on. And they last all winter. They'll have snow on them, and you'll see fire, fake fire going. And uh, I introduced those just because, like I said, I, I love them. We do a lot of camping, so we put them around the perimeter of our campsite. And, you know, they just took off. Everybody loves them. Uh, it look you'll look in your backyard on a night that you're not hanging out out there or front yard and it just looks like a party's going on yeah, it's really neat i love that there's it sounds like there's a lot of options again like entry level things to get started with that uh you don't really see from other people but definitely something to uh be a good introduction to using red light absolutely yeah that my future dream i don't know if it'll ever be possible is to create a light bulb or light fixtures um, but mainly a light that changes throughout the day based on your sun. Oh, nice. So you essentially just tell it what time it is, if, it, if you're doing daylight savings time or not. And then it just runs from there. And the color of the light changes and the intensity based on where the sun's at in the sky. Yeah, so that would that's, be amazing. That's my goal. Um, but I, I don't know how many people would even like that. You know, I go to a lot of people's house around here and you know, you could do surgery in their kitchens. I mean, it's just <laughs> extremely bright and, uh, yep. you know, you don't need it that way all the time. Yeah. Maybe when you're cooking, uh, but I, I'm an, I'm crazy about light. I use a lot of my bright light comes from under the counter, um, or cabinets, I should call them. So it shines down on where your food is that you're preparing. It doesn't shine on the top of your head. Yeah. That's a good so idea to it, think about. Yeah. It, and we could go on and on about how you're supposed to do lights, like what has the bigger impact. You you don't want overhead lights on after sunset. You want lower level lights mm-hmm. because that's how it's mimicked in nature. You know, this, the sun is only over top of us right around noon and so, and then it creeps to our horizon. Right, right. So, you want lower lights and that's why our night lights, they go and the plug on the ground, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's just stuff like that. I could go on and on. I, I love all the, the talk about it. I love, um, selling it and helping people. It, it's just so fun. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this is 
I'm like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, okay, what are the lights in my house? What can I do? What, where should I put these light bulbs? Um, yes. so it's, it's, again, it's good because it, it sparks that curiosity and that like, okay, how can I make this work for me? I think that this has been a really, really helpful conversation and episode. I, I, I believe that we're going to have to have you back because there's so many other things that we could go into. Um, but this has been really, really helpful. And before we wrap up, I told you that I like the guest to offer a health challenge for listeners. So what would be a challenge that you would propose to everybody listening to think about in the next coming weeks? Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, I could think of about five things. Yeah, right off something the bat. simple and um, practical for maybe someone who's not doesn't use red light currently. Yep, yep. Well, to try to attempt to bring it full circle, what I would say the reason I'm sitting here talking to you is because I set a schedule to allow myself one hour every day to research something that I was interested in yeah. for no other reason. A lot of people think that they they need to spend that time researching something for their job or for their health or for their but just go after something that just turns you on, you know, mm -hmm. that just fires you up, that makes you want to learn more and, you know, and do it, spend an hour, research something and who knows where it'll go. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I would have never guessed that it would bring me here to talk about light. Uh, you know, I would have thought it would have went a thousand other ways, but it's, it's changed my life and I forever will do it when I am fulfilling people's orders every day except for Saturday and Sunday, I take a break. And uh, I listen to a podcast. Yeah. You know, I, I've been lately been listening to things about uh, different amino acids and, you know, stuff that, you know, why we build proteins and how we build proteins, you know. So it's just stuff that it doesn't have any immediate uh, need or mm -hmm. it doesn't fill any immediate um, issue, challenge. But who knows what that information will take you yeah. what direction it'll take you. I love that. I think that's a great one. And again, it's, it's important because I think we're so focused on, I need to do this for my job or for this, but it's like, it, you could just do it for you. You never know how this is going to play a role in your life later. So I think that's a wonderful challenge and I will be partaking in that one too. Cause I know that I spend a lot of time just researching and listening to things related to my job, but I'm also like, well, what does Evie like to do outside of her job? I should probably look into stuff like that too. So, and YouTube is wild right now. Yeah. There's just so many podcasts. I know of the smartest people. I mean, you can immediately find a topic find the smartest person in that topic and then listen to them talk without ever leaving your house or car. I know. I mean, it's just, it's so mind blowing. Yeah. The information is just out there and we have to soak up some of it, um, to get better. Like yeah. we have to, it's, it's like, it's put there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right. So Kyle, where can people find you? What's your website? What's your social media? How can they reach out uh, for yeah. questions? Everything's pretty much Midwest. So, uh, you know, the sunglass company is Midwest Shades. Um, the red light company is Midwest Red Light Therapy. And uh, I own a CBD company as well, which could even be a topic yeah, for goodness. another. Yeah, um, for sure. And that was just something that, you know, I didn't need at first and then started learning about. And I was like, wow, this, this, could, this has the ability to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's got this weird stigma on it that doesn't need to be there yeah. once we just learn about it. So that's Midwest premium CBD. So yeah, that's 
Okay. You can find me at any of yeah. those. And uh, I'll put that in the show notes too. So that way it's easy for people to find wherever they're listening. Yeah, that, that'd be very helpful. Okay. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today. I'm sure you'll be back because we have plenty of other things to talk about, but I think this was really helpful for people who are having an introduction to red light and just want to learn more about it. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you. I, I hope it does help somebody. I hope it, uh, it makes people kind of question what they're doing yeah. and their environment and how they can improve it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hope it, I hope it fires somebody up and, and I'm always able to be reached. Um, uh, and I would love to, to talk to somebody that who have questions. Yeah, so, that, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you have questions. You can reach Kyle through the links in the show notes or just reach out to him on Instagram or the uh, website. Hope you have a great week. 